Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thanks for listening to our program here this morning on a beautiful morning here in August. And uh, we're going to talk about next a topic that's been in the news lately, just a little bit. Um, actually, uh, the voting by mail portion has been in the mail recently. Uh, has been in the mail. Has been in the news lately. Uh, on the line with us, uh, we have Matt Dietrich. He is a spokesperson for the Illinois State Board of uh, Illinois State. Board of Elections. Matt, you with us? Hi, Bob. Hey, Matt. Good to, be here. Good to speak to you again. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, uh, I, I I was talking to uh, Mary, who set up this segment a couple days ago, and we were thinking about this, and never in a million years did I think that this would be such a raging story over the weekend <laughs> that we did this story. This whole vote-by-mail thing is kind of, like, really taken off in the national press. But, uh, yeah. It, yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Illinois' program, though. Uh, I know there's a lot going on in the country, and, and some of that impacts us here, but I, I, I think we need to clarify some specifics about what Illinois is doing, and we can take the rest of the country later at some other time. So sure. I think the thing that prompted the segment was the bill that passed uh, in Springfield uh, at the end of the, the legislative session um, back in May, and it was the bill sponsored by Representative Kelly Burke, and it and it— really kind of gave some more teeth to, to I'm going to call it a mail-in program. But I, I guess my first question to you is, before you go into it, is you hear these two terms talked about a lot now. You talk about absentee ballots, and they talk about mail-in ballots. Is there a distinction in your mind between those two terms? No, they're exactly the same. They are and the same. in fact, yeah, and in Illinois, we don't even use the term absentee anymore. We haven't used that term since uh, 2016, 2015, 2016, somewhere in there. Okay. You haven't, and, and even um, when we did have absentee voting, it's been 10 years since you've needed uh, an, an excuse okay. for an absentee ballot. So we haven't had what the, the traditional absentee voting in Illinois in a long time. It's, it's all vote by mail now. And it's been pretty steadily growing, mm -hmm. um, and if you if you look back, the the 2016 presidential election, we had about six and a half percent of the total vote was cast by mail. Then, in the 2018 general election, the gubernatorial election, we saw 9.3 percent cast by mail. So, we would have expected some growth in it, just because. Once people use it, they tend to like having that convenient option of really. Uh, you know, a lot of people vote early now, yeah. Um, and once you know, having the ballot delivered to your home, you fill it out, you put it back in, uh, you know, you put it back in the mail. Um, you can track your ballot uh, as it's once it, you know you can check to make sure it's been received. Um, so vote by mail has been, Illinois is not a huge vote by mail state yet. Um, you know, even, even 9.3% is fairly low, mm -hmm. but, uh, but it's been growing and a lot of people use it. And, um, talking about the, the, the bill that was signed into right. law in right. June to, to address, uh, the, the coronavirus, um, what the, the biggest thing that that did for voting by mail was not really to change anything about the process. The process is still pretty much the same. 
But what that bill did was really, really uh, push all of the local election authorities in Illinois to promote voting by mail. Um, if you voted in either November of 2019 or April of in November of 2018, November, uh, April of 2019, or uh, the March 2020 primary. If you mm -hmm. voted in any of those, you probably have already received an application for a vote-by-mail ballot from your local election authorities. What that bill did was it mandated that all local election authorities send a vote-by-mail application to anyone who voted in any of those three elections. That had to be done by August 1st. So I would assume that, uh, you know, all of your listeners who voted probably have received those by now. Uh, and based on what we're seeing, I think a lot of people have been returning those as well. Um, but that was the biggest thing about that bill regarding vote by mail was the uh, the mandatory mailing of an application. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, a voter gets that all you and and. I've had a lot of calls about, uh, you know, we've had a Facebook post from a gentleman down in Fayette County who had five applications come to different people at his household who no longer lived in that household. He put up a Facebook post and said, hey, look at these. I, I'm going to vote five times. That is nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. When you get when you request an application. Mm -hmm from your local election authority, they mail it to you, specifically filled out to you, the voter. You then sign that application. When you mail it back in, they're gonna compare your signature with the signature that's on record back in the office of your county clerk or board of elections. Those have to match before they send you a ballot. If they don't think they match, they're gonna contact you to rectify that situation. The same thing happens when you get your ballot uh, and, and you vote it and you seal it in the special envelope and you sign it, you're going to have election judges at the county clerk's office who are going to verify your signature exactly the same way that the election judges mm -hmm. would do it in the polling place or at an early voting site. So voting by mail is secure. Um, you can't, you know, this, you know, you get multiple applications where you can send as many applications in as you want, but you're only going to get one ballot. Uh, and by the way, regarding that uh, Facebook post from the guy who had mm -hmm. several applications, you sign somebody else's name on an application for a vote by mail ballot, and you put that thing in the mail, you've just committed vote fraud. And that's a very easy thing for them to trace once they see it, that the signatures don't match. Uh, and by the way, it's going to get checked again when the when the actual ballot goes through. So it's very secure process. Uh, and we are really, really encouraging people to use it this year, um, both because both for voters who are concerned about going into a polling place or an early voting site and don't want to risk exposure unnecessarily. It is the 100 percent covid free method of voting. But the other reason we want people to use vote by mail is because we know that certain people will always like to vote in person. Yep. But we'd like to keep that number as low as we possibly can.
for the sake of the poll workers, for the election judges who are working in the early voting sites and who will be working on Election Day. The fewer voters who are in those polling places at one time, the better. Uh, we want to mitigate any crowding. And that's why you'll, you'll hear us, uh, the, the hashtag that we'll be using and we'll be promoting is hashtag plan your vote Illinois, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. plan your vote IL. Think about it. If you want to vote in person, that's fine. Uh, your local election authority is going to be taking a lot of steps to make sure that that polling place is as safe as it can possibly be. Yeah. Uh, you'll have, you know, the poll workers will have, they'll, they'll be wearing masks. There will be hand sanitizer there. Voters will be encouraged to wear masks when they're in there. Yeah. Uh, of course, like we do when you go to the grocery store uh, for basic consideration. But we, we want to encourage people, if you're going to vote in person, You've got 40 days to do so. Early voting begins September 24th. Plan your vote today. If you want to vote in person, go as early in the early voting cycle as you possibly can. If you're thinking of voting by mail, and I'm, I've said this over and over again, get that application in today. Because what that means is when ballots can be mailed, and that doesn't start until September 24th. That's the first day that your election authority can mail you your actual ballot. But if you apply today, that means as soon as your election authority begins mailing ballots, you'll get yours. You'll be the, uh, you know, if you're, if you're applying today, you're going to be among the first people who get those ballots when they're mailed out in, in uh, late September. That means you can mark your ballot and you can mail it back, or in some cases, you'll be able to, if you don't want to put it in the, in, in the postal system, in some cases, you'll be able to take it to a secure drop box mm -hmm. at your, uh, generally at your election authority's office, the county clerk's office. Uh, however, in places like Chicago, uh, Cook County, a lot of the collar counties, they will have drop boxes at the early voting sites. So you could take it into an early voting site mm -hmm. and drop it off there. Uh, but, and uh, one reason why this story kind of exploded over the weekend was uh, the letter that a lot of states received, and Illinois received it too. This was a letter that was uh, sent to us on August 4th by the general counsel of the, of the U.S. Postal Service, basically saying that uh, they recommend that if people are going to vote by mail to get those ballots in the mail at least two weeks before the election. Now, it kind of exploded as a nationwide story, but we always tell people in every election, uh, 2018, 2016, we've always said, if you're going to vote by mail, do not wait till the last minute to right. do it. Right. Don't. Now, in Illinois... You have until October 29th to request a vote-by-mail ballot from your local election authority. It's always the case in Illinois that the deadline for applying for a vote-by-mail ballot is five days before the election, which means okay. the end of business on Thursday before the Tuesday election. That's yep. October 29th this year. Right. But what we're telling people and what the Postal Service was saying is, hey, you know, that's five days, and— uh, if 
the if the local election authority has to mail that ballot to the voter and then the voter has to mark it and mail it back in in order for that to get postmarked on November 3rd, if you wait to apply for it on October 29th, you're really, really risking that it may not get postmarked on time. It may not reach the voter or the, you know, before Election Day. Right. So we always tell people, don't wait until the last minute. Now, the exception was back on March 17th on the primary, uh, we were going right up until March 12th was the deadline then. And coronavirus was new. Yeah, it was, was especially right. new it in started. Illinois back then. It just started. It went right. from being an abstract concept on uh, about March 9th to being a full-blown crisis a week later. And so we were telling people then, you still have time to get a vote-by-mail ballot. Call your local election authority. So anyway, people are going to hear a lot about that letter. Um, but as far as we were concerned, really wasn't anything that we didn't already know and that we didn't already preach all the time. And, you know, this election more than ever, uh, it's going to be important because there's going to be a tremendous volume mm-hmm. of, of vote-by-mail ballots and applications going back and forth. We're already coming up on 700,000 applications for vote-by-mail ballots. You know, Bob, wow. the, the highest number of vote, votes cast by mail ever in Illinois was 430,000 yeah. in the 2018 gubernatorial election. Really? We already have, we're gonna, that. you know, yeah. we're easily going to hit twice that this year. Yeah. So that is going to increase the volume on the Postal Service, just like we hear every year at the holidays. Mail your packages <laughs> right. early if exactly. you want them there on time. Thing. Right. Don't, you know. Don't yeah. push it. Don't wait until October 29th to, to decide that you want to vote by mail. Um, get it done now. Get that application now. Uh, people do occasionally change their mind, uh, and then they decide, well, I really do want to go vote in person, and I already have my ballot. If you do that, take that mail ballot with you and surrender it when you go to the polling place. They will void it, and then you can vote in person. But we would encourage people, if you want to vote by mail, if you apply for a vote by mail ballot, vote it by mail. It's completely safe and secure. Just be sure you do it early. What if I do both? Is that caught eventually? Uh, so oh. what, uh, it's not? No, nah, you can't. You really can't do both. If uh, What would happen is uh, if someone were to receive i get this question a lot there are mm-hmm. a lot of hypotheticals that people throw at you about yeah. you know how can i vote twice couldn't i get two you will get it's an easy easy one to catch um first of all uh if you whichever way you vote first that's the vote that's going to count okay so if for example you get a vote by mail ballot it's mailed to you uh then you go in uh, let's say you uh, you get your vote by mail ballot, um, you but you decide I don't want to vote by mail. I want to do it in person. You go in. They'll say, uh, did did you vote? You know, you it shows here because they will have a note in their poll book that at your you polling place. That. Yeah, yeah. Got it, it says here that you have requested a vote by mail ballot. 
um, if if you tell them that yes, I did receive it, but I left it at home, uh, you may have to cast a provisional ballot at that point, uh, and then. Uh, the provisional ballot, once the mail ballot can be voided, the provisional ballot can be recorded as an official vote. Got it. Now, what may happen to people if you decide on October 29th that you request your ballot, let's say it's November 3rd, you still haven't received your ballot, you're panicking, you go into your polling place, mm-hmm. You can all you have to do then is sign a document saying, mm-hmm. I, re- I did, I requested it, it didn't come, and you sign a legal document saying it didn't come, you get a ballot and you vote it. Now, if you lie and you have sent in your vote-by-mail ballot and then you went down to your polling place and cast a vote, when that vote-by-mail ballot comes in, number one, your vote's already been recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, these The uh, vote-by-mail ballots, they are barcoded or QR-coded specific to your unique voter ID number. Every voter in Illinois has one. And that uh, your vote uh, is recorded as having been cast by your unique voter ID. So when they receive, so you've already voted in person, but you also mailed in your ballot. When the mail ballot comes in and they try to process it in the mail office, it's going to show that you already voted in person. Okay. Now, uh, and and you that's vote fraud. Right. That is vote fraud. And your election authority now has in its uh, the election judges. They have a signed uh, Mm -hmm. mail ballot with your signature, which is the same signature that you signed to receive your ballot in person. That's the easiest case of vote fraud to to prove. That's a felony. Don't do that. You will get caught just like you'll get caught if you get a um, if you get a vote by mail ballot delivered to your home and it's addressed to somebody else maybe who used to live there Mm -hmm. and you think well i'm just gonna i'm just gonna sign their Mm -hmm. name and Mm -hmm. that way i can vote Mm -hmm. twice Mm -hmm. you're gonna get caught you will get caught don't do that that's a felony and that's a very easy one to prove are the ballots that you're mailing um postage what was it postage free so do they have to pay for that to to, to return them back is that all Uh, Some jurisdictions provide postage-paid ballots. I know the city of Chicago, the Chicago Board of Elections does. If you're voting by mail, they will mail you a ballot that is postage prepaid. They're not required to do that. Some do and some don't. Usually it's about $1.40. Okay. Uh, And and that's all very clear. Uh, When you get your vote-by-mail ballot, it tells you exactly how much postage you need. Now, the good news is... um, if you forget to put postage on it, or if you're, let's say, you know, you're 50 cents short, once you mail that, the post office will deliver it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That was one of the most important things that we had to, to make sure of with the Postal Service. We had a meeting with them back in July, um, and, and they said, we do not return to sender any vote-by-mail ballot. Okay. It gets delivered to the local election authority. Now, under the election bill that was signed into law in June, all election authorities are required to accept a vote, any vote-by-mail ballot they receive with postage due or whether it's properly marked, uh, whether it has proper postage. They have to accept it, and they have to pay the extra postage. So 
if you put your ballot in the mail, it's, it's going to get there. And 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 by the way, I have to emphasize this: the ballot has to be postmarked no later than November third. It can arrive at your local election authority's office for two weeks after the election. So, as long as it's postmarked. November 3rd or earlier, it can get there through November 17th, and it will be counted. But we want people to return those early mm-hmm. so that our election authorities aren't receiving tens of thousands of mail ballots on Election Day or on the day after. One thing that's going to do, it's going to, it's going to help give an accurate picture on election night of what the actual final vote will be if you don't have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of of mail votes that are still trickling in for two weeks. The other thing it's going to do is it's going to help your the workers at your county clerk's office have a nice even workflow. Right. If over that that forty day period when the ballots are being mailed out, if voters are returning them quickly as they get them throughout October, uh, that allows the, the workers in the county clerk's office, because they it's just like a polling place, you have election judges who receive the envelopes, they have to check the signatures, they open them, they have to make sure the ballot's okay, they feed it through a tabulator just like you would do. Um, it allows them to have an orderly workflow so that they're not under a mountain of, of ballots. Uh, it also helps uh, under the new election law If there's any problem with your vote-by-mail ballot, your local election authority is required to notify you within 48 hours that there's a problem, and here's what you need to do to fix it. So let's say you forget to sign your ballot. You mail it in. They're going to call you and say, uh, Mrs. Smith, we we have a ballot here, but it's not signed. Um, You're going to need to attest to that. Uh, if there's time, they may be able to uh, send a new ballot back. Um, there are a lot of different things that can happen. Sometimes uh, those mail ballots uh, arrive and they aren't properly sealed. They arrive mm-hmm. in the election authority office and they're already opened. That ballot cannot be counted. The voter will be notified and they'll be told your ballot wasn't properly sealed. We need to send you a new ballot. If you've sent your ballot back early, they have plenty of time to send you a new one for you to mark it and for you to send it back. So they have to give you an option other than going in and voting in person. Uh, And if you return that ballot early, you'll have plenty of time in case something goes wrong. But an awful lot of people have used this um, in previous elections without any problem. and I think that voters, once they try it, they're going to see that, you know, this is a pretty convenient way of doing things. Although, as we know, there are a lot of people who enjoy that tradition yes. of going mm-hmm. in, marking the ballot, feeding it into the tabulator, knowing that when they leave that polling place, it's the vote has been cast. If you're in that category, consider early voting and consider voting as early in the uh, 40-day period that starts September 24th 
as early as you can. You're really pushing uh, early voting. <laughs> we, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Plan your vote. Plan how you're going to do it. Matt, um, thanks so much for taking some time. We're going to run uh, a little over time, but thanks sure. so much for this information. I, 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 a very good explanation. Um, I, I, we had some more questions, but nonetheless, I wanted to get the point across, though, that I, I think it's clear. Uh, people have to vote early this time, especially. And if you feel you 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 must go into the standard vote vote on a, on Election Day, you can do that. But it, there's chances are there's going to be lines. Uh, it's not going to be the same experience as it was in the past. So if you want to vote, either do it early or like you're saying, I think the the mail-in ballot is definitely an option. It's fascinating to see how many people are doing this, and I bet you a lot more are going to do it before Election Day. Matt, th- great explanation. Thanks for taking some time this morning, um, and best of luck to you as you prepare for uh, <laughs> November. Was it November yeah. 3rd or 4th? Is it, it is November 3rd. November 3rd. It, yep. I'm sure you could be feel better on November 4th. I hope it's over oh. by then. <laughs> Thanks, All right. Bob. Take care, Matt. Thanks so much for taking some time this morning. Don't go away, everybody. We'll be right back. We're going to uh, have our next guest on the air, Tony Kube from the uh, United States Office of Catholic Bishops. We'll be right back.